Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Christmas Eve, a Thursday, December 24th, 2020, and welcome to another episode of Chillin' with Teddy G. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate each and every one of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today our story is coming out of uh, Ohio City in uh, Columbus, Ohio, my uh, home state. And uh, they've had two unarmed black men killed uh, in the Columbus, and each one of them, uh, there's no body cam footage because the officers didn't turn their uh, body cams on to after the uh, shooting occurred. And the uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, and the mayor has voiced his opinion on uh, that this behavior is unacceptable and will not be tolerated uh, in his uh, police uh, department. To hear more about this story, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned to the next episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G where you know here we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, whichever you prefer, and let me into your cars or your homes or your workplaces or wherever you may happen to be listening to me at for this next episode of Chilling with Teddy G. As you know, my name is Ted Greer, and I'm your host on Chilling with Teddy G. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you tuning in for another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Um, as you know, we like to keep it clean around here at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G. So let me get this dirty laundry done of the Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowance is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit educational or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Now, I first heard about this story on... Um, uh, Roland Martin unfiltered and we're going to play a clip uh, from his uh, news channel but uh, US News ladies and gentlemen is reporting that uh, Sean uh, Walton the family's attorney uh, conferenced uh, Tamela Payne the mother of uh, Casey Good Goodson Jr. a 23 year old uh, black man who was killed by um, police last week as he entered his home <clears throat> Excuse me, and I did a story on that, ladies and gentlemen. You can check that out on my previous episode. Um, as people gathered to protest outside of the State House in Columbus on uh, December 12, 2020, now, ladies and gentlemen, a, uh, a second black man unarmed shot dead uh, by police in Ohio City, and the officer has been relieved of his duty, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, it seems that uh, I guess that they have figured out that uh, in order for them to get away with these state-sanctioned murderers, they're just not going to have the uh, no body cam footage on 
uh, <clears throat> during these uh, shootings. This way, ladies and gentlemen, they have no video or audio proof uh, of, of what happened. They only have the accounts of the uh, police officers uh, involved. And this has become unacceptable with the mayor of Columbus. Uh, Rooker is reporting that a uh, police in Columbus, Ohio, said they re uh, received an officer on, I mean, they relieved, excuse me, an officer on duty on a Tuesday after he fatally shot an unarmed man. Uh, the city's uh, second law enforcement shooting death of an African-American man in the past month. The latest incident unfolded in the early hours of Tuesday after officers responded to a non-emergency complaint about a man uh, of turning a car on and off for an extended period, Columbus police said in a statement. Now, I don't know why they would have to call the police about that. Because that man could have been doing anything and most likely probably making repairs uh, on his car. Uh... Anyway, it goes on to say that shortly after the officers arrived, a man who had been inside a garage approached them on foot with his left hand holding a cell phone and his right hand not visible. Police said, uh, citing um, video from a uh, body-worn camera. At that point, Officer Adam uh, Coy shot the man, Andrew um, Mercy, he, 47, who had died later at the hospital, they said. <clears throat> now, obviously, if he's in his garage and he's starting his car uh, and turning it off, turning it on, I, to me, that says that he's doing some type of repair work. Or maybe he's listening for something so he can figure out what to uh, repair. Because I have done that numerous of times, trying to uh, indicate a problem with the car. But uh, let's go to uh, Roland Martin and hear what he has to say about this uh, inc latest incident. You can make this possible. Another black man dead at the hands of police, this time in Columbus, Ohio. A black man was fatally shot early Tuesday. The officer did not turn on their body cameras till after the shooting. But because of a 60-second look-back function, the shooting was captured on video. However, the function does not record the audio. The mayor of Columbus, Andrew uh, Ginther, said the fact that cameras were not on when they were supposed to be is unacceptable. Officers were responding to a call about a running vehicle at 1.30 in the morning on Tuesday. They found a 47-year-old man in the garage. At some point, the man started walking towards the police officer with a cell phone in his left hand. Officers say his other hand couldn't be seen. That's when one of the officers opened fire, striking the man. He died an hour later at a local hospital. Today, the victim and the officers involved have yet to be named. Now, this comes two weeks after law enforcement fatally shot 23-year-old Casey Goodson Jr. as he was entering his grandmother's home. There isn't any recording of that incident as the sheriff's deputy involved wasn't using a body camera. Joining us right now is the mayor of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, actually, we're going to play this uh, soundbite first, and then we're going to go to the mayor, Andrew Gither. So go ahead and play it. It is unacceptable to me and to the community that the officers did not turn on their cameras. The city works hard to provide police with the tools officers need to protect themselves and the public. So let me be clear. If you're not going to turn on your body-worn camera, 
You cannot serve and protect the people of Columbus. I have asked Chief Quinlan to relieve the officer involved of duty and turn in his badge and gun. We are awaiting the notification of the next of kin to release the name of the gentleman who was shot and killed. We are also giving them, the family, an opportunity to see the body-worn camera footage we have before it is released to the media. We expect that to be in the next 24 hours. As you all know, this past summer, we signed an MOU with the Bureau of Criminal Investigation, or BCI, to investigate police-involved shootings and deaths that occur in custody. This investigation is being handled by BCI, and the Columbus Division of Police is fully cooperating. In addition, I spoke this afternoon with U.S. Attorney Dave DeVillers and have asked him to review the investigation to determine if the victim's civil rights were violated as well. I am deeply saddened, frustrated, angry, demanding answers of what happened in our community earlier this morning. And I am committed to transparency and accountability in our division of police. The director and I are the civilian oversight of the division of police. The chief reports to the director. The director reports to me. And I report to the people of Columbus. And I am committing to them that we will seek the truth wherever it takes us, and justice will be served. In just a moment, we'll be joined by Columbus Bear Andrew Githra. I want to now go to Scott Bolden, as well as Robert Patillo, two of our uh, reg regular uh, Wednesday panelists. And so we're going to go to them in just a second uh, to talk about this here. Uh, do we have the mayor? Uh, all right, we're going to have uh, Columbus Bear Andrew Ginther in just one second. Again, again, what, again, what, what we're dealing with here, what we're dealing with here, uh, is a police officer fatally shooting an African American man on Tuesday in Columbus, Ohio. Body camera not on. Now you heard me say on many occasions on this show, I believe that officers who do not turn on their body cameras should be automatically fired. That is the point of the body cameras. Yeah. Uh, Scott Bolden, Robert Patil, I want to start with you, uh, Scott. That's the point of contention that I've always had, and I'm sick and tired of excuses from these police officers, Scott. There should be no excuses, and the mayor and you are right. Uh, they have the police tools to photograph and to videotape their work. If you're a good cop, if you do it by the book, if you're procedurally sound, with this gun and badge, then you should have no problem turning on that camera. This was not an emergency run. The run was for someone sleeping in a car running, and then as it turned out, it was in the garage. It was 1.30 in the morning, and so the police approached cautiously. They didn't have their sirens on. They didn't have their lights on. They just investigated. And now, as a result of a, a, a what appeared to be a simple investigation, you have another dead uh, black man. It, it just makes no sense. It's bad policing. The camera raises suspicion, but the fact that you used your gun because you couldn't see his hand 
or he had a cell phone in his hand. It goes back to police training, but more importantly, what I've said to you before is who are we giving guns and badges to? There's got to be a psychological assessment as to whether these people are prone to uh, racially profiling, or can they handle the pressure of carrying a gun as part of an investigation, and they don't deserve to have a gun and badge on the color of law, because this is what happens. Bad policing. Now, let me elaborate on that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, to, to me, and this is just me saying this, not, none of the uh, articles or none of the affiliates that you heard speaking earlier, <clears throat> um, automatic determination, uh, termination is just number one. Number two, uh, they should be brought up on criminal charges. Anytime, ladies and gentlemen, that an individual it has been um, shot and killed with no provocation because that means he, he didn't have a weapon. He wasn't approaching them in a, a, a threatening matter, manner. And uh, this was basically, ladies and gentlemen, a, a welfare call. They checking on an individual or checking on the reason why a car is uh, running in the garage, which was which was a simple welfare call, in my opinion. I mean, you're trying to make sure that maybe somebody isn't trying to uh, commit suicide, or you're trying to make sure there isn't a buildup of uh, carbon monoxide uh, uh, in the area, um, or or even if someone was uh, attempting to uh, 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 have some other type of uh, um, uh, thing going on. When you see someone approaching and uh, his hand isn't visible, and you want his hand visible, you tell him, hey, I can't see your other hand. Please put it, make it visible. Uh, what are you holding in your other hand? Stop right there. These are all the things, ladies and gentlemen, that could have uh, easily been said and done to prevent um, this man from getting killed. So now, knowing this, and these are, are policies and practices that they're supposed to be doing, ladies and gentlemen. Because you don't see a man's hand, it's not the uh, uh, assumption automatically kill. I can't see what he's got shooting. This is not the uh, 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 policy. This is not the, the normal practice. Well, you know what? I'll take that back. For a lot of these cops, this is normal practice. If 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 you have a certain um, uh, type of hate for a um, specific group, which in this case is disproportionately people being uh, murdered are, uh, uh, and unarmed are uh, black people. So maybe, uh, maybe this tool of uh, body cam that has been added to their arsenal is a uh, deterrent from them doing what they want to do so it so the logical thing for them to do if they want to commit some type of um crime it's not to turn the uh body cam on just like if somebody go and uh, break in a place or, or, or rob a place usually the next thing they do after they get whatever loot that they came in there for they want the um 
the stores uh, videotape or the gas stations uh, uh, um, um, video footage as to them not to being identified. So them not turning on the cameras, ladies and gentlemen, to me represents the same thing. That they didn't want to be seen in their nefarious act. Now that's just my personal opinion, but when you logically look at this, if you're a critical thinking individual, that uh, definitely uh, suggests that that's what this was all about. Because there's no way in the same uh, state, in the same city, that you have two of the uh, same thing going on. And this seems to be going across the board because I believe the first one was a, a sheriff deputy. Right? So that's the sheriff department. And then this is the uh, Ohio City Police Department. So you got law enforcement all across Columbus, ladies and gentlemen, who are just simply committing these uh, um, state-sanctioned murders and not a video recording because it's better to have uh, a, a dead witness or dead victim than a alive one and it's better to have them be the only ones who can account for the uh their activities and what happened i pray to god that maybe some uh uh um witness other than the uh victim that's dead was watching what went on and can give an account uh, of what happened other than taking these guys story because that's the story that they're giving because technically who uh, his other hand could have been visible it could have been seen but because they you know because the cell phone was in that hand and they figure oh maybe he's recording or or, or whatever is the reason why they uh shot him But we're taking their word, we're taking their account of the fact that his other hand wasn't visible. Because he's definitely not here to say, uh, uh, that's not true. My hand was visible. You know, I hope whoever called the police, and it got to be somebody close by, if the car was in the garage and it was running, it's got to be the, either the people that was in the house or the next two neighbors on the right and left side. And naturally, the, the uh, police rolled up silently, so who knows? They may not even know they was there because they didn't come near with flashing lights, which is the minimum. Even if you didn't have your sirens on because it was so late in the uh, morning and, and, and it was, to me, it seemed like it was a welfare call. So you don't have to come in there with sirens blazing, but you know, lights whirling especially after you reach the location where you are because you want the individual who who, who made the call to uh, be able to uh, come out and say something. You know, even if it's just the point, you know, that it's, in, it's right there. Or be able to offer some type of uh, uh, information about it. But anyway, I, I'm saying all that, ladies and gentlemen, but still, another, a second unarmed black man is dead at the hands of law enforcement. Robert, uh, we've had uh, Ben Crump on the show. He talked about 95 African Americans shot and killed by police uh, this year. Nine. I'm sorry. Since the uh, murder of mm -hmm. George Floyd, now, now, now you see, now you see this case here. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, unbelievable. It's crazy. 
Well, this is part of the reason that we're going to have to demand federal legislation within the first 100 days of the Biden administration to address police brutality. I understand what uh, many in the establishment are saying about uh, defunding the police, hurting this concept mm -hmm. of, uh, of democratic ho uh, homogeny. But in reality, there has to be federal legislation to set an across-the-board national standard for policing for individuals. It should not depend on your state or your uh, local jurisdiction mm -hmm. as to whether or not you have constitutional rights that will be protected. But understand right now that we are regulated as civilians when it comes to crossing the street. If you cross the street wrong, you're taken for jaywalking. You are uh, regulated when it comes to parking your car. If you park your car in the wrong place, you get a citation. But police officers in many jurisdictions have no consequences and no repercussions for not turning on their body cameras or footage uh, disappearing uh, for not following po proper police procedures. You get a write-up uh, when you get a violation or a criminal complaint for crossing the street the wrong way. So we have to ensure that federal legislation that if you fail to turn on your camera during a fatal event, that that is a felony charge for the officer. No questions, no ifs, no ands, no buts. That's part of the duty of care for you taking part in, mm -hmm. uh, take part in being a police officer. Uh, additionally, local governments should be given resources to have continuously recorded tamper-proof body cameras. It should not be a turn-on, turn-off situation. You record it directly mm -hmm. to a remote server, and then our server is saved for 90 days that there's a freedom of information at request or a discovery request put in, then the footage is archived. There's nothing stopping local jurisdictions except for money for putting that into place. So we can pass a $780 billion defense bill. Uh, we can pass uh, legislation on the federal level that doles out uh, $1.5 trillion in tax cuts to the rich. Why can we not put money into uh, proper policing and the type of criminal justice reform that's necessary to stop these things from happening? Uh, some people on the right believe we just like protesting. We like being mad about things. No, we want these things to stop. And the best way to yeah. stop those are with federal legislation. Yeah, and absolutely. And I see he's thinking the exact same way I was thinking. If you listen to my uh, earlier episode where I was, I, I mentioned that to say that these, you know, as soon as these guys, clock in and, and their uniform is on and they're and they're heading to the um uh, uh cruiser the body camera should boom automatically be activated and cannot be turned off until they come back in and turn in the um the body cam for the day those body cams should be running the entire time that they're on shift so we know now that they are 100% doing their jobs, even when they're not on an active call. They should be, not be able to uh, turn these cameras on and off at will. Because we all said this in the beginning when they was, um, when they, uh, uh, it started being issued that body cam footage was going to be started, uh, worn by officers across the board. We haven't been too many uh, accounts and incidents where these cameras aren't turned on. Um, the, 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 the murder of uh, Breonna Taylor. The cameras weren't turned on until after a squat arrived. None of the three officers who were serving the warrant uh, had body cam footage. Uh, supposedly, they wasn't even wearing it. How can you be on duty serving an active warrant and you are not recording the issue with the uh, state-issued body cam um, that you were provided with. To me, that tells you just one thing. Yes, there's things that they want to hide when they're uh, executing their executions. 
I know y'all want to say why they're executing their job. Well, that, whatever, you know, these, these, uh, we're having too many incidents where, where, uh, these cameras are not being turned on. And, and that's just unacceptable. And then I'm going to say one other thing before I get back to a Roland Martin is, um, and see, this is the reason why the uh, 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 civil rights leaders of today was asking for some of these executive orders when it was uh, uh, restructuring and, and uh, 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 the police department and reforming it from the ground up. This is one of the reasons why, and you heard what Biden had to say about it, the yelling and the screaming and, and, and uh, what he is not going to do type attitude. So that tells me then, ladies and gentlemen, that he is going uh, uh, don't have an issue with what's going on. But anybody who signed the crime bill like he did and, and, and helped write it up or whatever, I'm not surprised. So y'all got exactly what you wanted. You got exactly what you voted for when you when you put the uh, sloppy Jim Crow in office and now he's yelling and screaming at you. You got your vote. He's... Uh, um, been definitely um, uh, uh, certified as the uh, president-elect and now he's uh, screaming and, and he ain't having no mental issues, no no blackouts, no mispronounced names, uh, going to sleep, doing any, he's not doing any of that now. When he was at that uh, Zoom call meeting, he told them exactly where to get off at and he told them exactly what he's not going to do. And so I, I I have to say kudos to this mayor who's who's uh uh letting everybody know that this this uh behavior is unacceptable and that you're going to get fired. But to me that that's not enough. I, uh, criminal charges, just like the gentleman just told you, federal charges, criminal charges should be brought up on any and every officer who has uh, executed their duties with some type of uh, issue, and there's nobody can put it. It don't even have to be a murder. If you're involved in any issues, especially one that involves a beating or, or an assault or, or, or a killing, and them cameras ain't on, oh, you out of here. You out of here and boom, take these charges with you. Now, that's my opinion. We need a national. Join us right now. Scott, no, Scott, 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 one second. Scott, one second. Scott, one second. Join us right now as the mayor. Andrew Ginther, Mayor Ginther, welcome to Roller Martin Unfiltered. Where's the audio? Mayor Ginther, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. You hear me there okay? There we go. All right then, Mayor. Uh, yep, I hear you just fine. Mayor, I have long contended uh, for years when it comes to body cameras, if a police, not just body cameras, but also dash cam cameras, if a police officer does not turn that body camera on, does not turn that dash cam camera on, or they turn off the audio, or they switch off the video, that should be automatic firing. Because the cameras are there not only to protect the citizens, but also to protect the police officers. And to me, it's careless. When they walk out of that police station, they walk out there with their gun, with their badge, with their flashlight, with their taser, with their mace. And I don't understand how hard it is to simply go, click, it's on. Well, it's really careless and reckless, and it undermines 
community trust. This was a top priority of mine when I ran and became mayor, was putting body-worn cameras on our officers. And I am furious the fact that this officer didn't turn on their camera uh, until after the shooting of Mr. Hill. Unacceptable in this community. If you want to police in the city of Columbus, you better have that, that camera turned on. Uh, and after this shooting, it was minutes before any aid, several minutes, that Mr. Hill lied there dying without any CPR, without any aid given to him. Unacceptable in our city. The point that you just made there is one, we showed the body cam footage the other day of a shooting by police in Lamarck, Texas. And the same thing, he shot and they're sitting there saying, oh, get the crowd back, get the crowd back. And it was three and a half, four minutes. And we've seen this in, in numerous cases over and over and over again. And it, it just it just it boggles the mind that if you're a police officer, if you shoot somebody, look, uh, you, you go in to try to uh, you know, to, to get uh, paramedics there uh, and to try to save the person. But unfortunately, there is this attitude of shoot to kill. And uh, we've even seen some instances, uh, uh, Mayor, where if they shot somebody, then they go handcuff them. Totally unacceptable. You know, and, and what we saw in this footage, uh, once the camera came on after Mr. Hill was shot, I believe was a total disregard for life, in this case, black life. And when, you know, lives are disregarded, uh, you know, that undermines the community's trust and confidence. There are two things that we uh, are calling for the termination and fire of this officer, not turning on the body-worn camera and not offering aid and CPR in, in terms of resuscitation. Unacceptable in our city. Uh, Mayor, I, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia right now, covering the Georgia Senate runoff race. And I remember after they had some protests in this city, uh, when some police officers pointed a gun at two college students, snatched them out of the car, no cause whatsoever, and the mayor quickly moved to fire those officers. The police union and other officers were angry, they were upset, they chastised uh, Mayor, mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Even the police chief said the firings were political and not based upon the situation on the ground. Part of the problem that we're dealing with here is that when mayors like you take such a stance, there's a blowback from police. There's a blowback from the unions who say, you're not supporting law enforcement, but what about the citizens? What about the people who now have to bury a man, the family who has to bury a man, uh, because his car was running at 1.30 in the morning? That somehow results in death? Exactly. Unacceptable. And I'll tell you this, uh, Mayor uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms is an outstanding mayor and friend of mine, and she leads with courage and conviction. And that's what we're attempting to do right here as well. And I could really care less what the FOP and the police union say. I don't work for them. I work for the people of Columbus, and the people of Columbus are calling for truth and justice, and that's exactly what we're pursuing. Mayor, we have seen the protests around the country, and clearly Congress has to act when it comes to federal legislation. But the reality is this. You can pass a federal law. You can pass a state law. You can deal with qualified immunity. You can deal with all those things. You could, you could spend $100 billion to outfit every law enforcement agency uh, with body camera footage, but this is also dependent upon the individual who goes on the scene, who answers that call, 
uh, to not sort of make these judgments. We, we, you know, we, we, we hear them saying we saw a cell phone in the left hand and we didn't see a phone in the other hand. And again, I, I'm just trying to understand it's, I mean, how do we get to the point of avoiding having to bury another black person shot and killed by uh, police uh, and then typically what happens, folks say, ah, no build, uh, you know, uh, officers were felt that, that their lives were in danger. Yet somebody is, somebody is dead. And as I said, since George Floyd's murder, 95 black folks shot by police. Well, absolutely. And in our community, what we're saying is enough is enough. We've now buried Casey Goodson today. Uh, and uh, we are now uh, notifying the Hill family of the death of a member of their family. Two African-American men in our community in the last three weeks, one from the deputy uh, in the sheriff's department and this shooting involving Mr. Hill from the Columbus Division of Police. Enough is enough. And you're right. We have body-worn cameras. We have policies and procedures. But the way you change behavior is by holding people accountable. And that's exactly what we intend to do. That's the only way you can change the culture and make sure that you have the independence, the oversight, and the accountability. Just one more question for you. One of the other issues that is a problem here uh, is that when an officer is fired or officer resigns or retires, they can simply move on to the next lo locale. Uh, we saw that happen in, um, uh, in Cleveland. The officer who shot and killed Tamir Rice had issues with another police department and was able to get a job there. And then after that situation, another place hired him as well. Do you believe that when these things happen, there should be state legislation that bars another law enforcement agency from being able to hire uh, a police officer, let's say who's been fired, let's say this officer is fired and the firing is upheld. I'm not quite sure what the contracts are there in Columbus, Ohio. But let's say that happens. Should there be some law that says this person can't just hop to another law enforcement agency that there should be at least a wait of a year, two, three, five years uh, if folks don't support a lifetime ban, but at least some period where they just don't get another law enforcement job that quick? Well, before he answers that question, ladies and gentlemen, let me, let's, let's say this about employment. When... Um, when you are, uh, let's say, like he's talking about, fired from your job, uh, either you're going to try to find a job and, and, and not be able to use them as a, a reference because they want to uh, know about your past. My problem with it is with the uh, other law enforcement agencies that's hiring this cop who was clearly fired by his last job. What are the standards and the criteria by hiring um, experienced police officers when they have uh, demonstrated a, 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 a lack of, um, of of doing a job efficiently, you know, especially if they were fired. So that makes me wonder about uh, the, the uh, uh, who did he use as a reference? Because when we use a, a, a job reference, the last job that we have, which is what most of us must do, and if we was terminated, I, I mean, they give you a space for an explanation of, of why, and then majority of people are not hired, especially if you are uh, uh, black. Let's just say, and I can, I'm, I can, I'm speaking from experience. 
and not so much all the time, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, I was uh, fired. Sometimes I just left the job because the conditions were unacceptable. And yeah, I, I, ha I have left before I have gotten jobs to uh, secure, um, you know, my my uh, 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 my lifestyle. You know, which was just, uh, uh, you know, even if it was just paying the simple bills and taking care of the simple car note. But when uh, uh, situations were, uh, were out of control to the point where, no, I can't deal with, I can't do this, you know, I can't have you stepping on my rights as a human being or as a man, and I leave that job, your next employer want to know why you left your last place of employment. And if he gives you an excuse to why he can't, um, or what happened, and in this guy's case, he killed an innocent child, who would want to hire him? Obviously, the, the ones that, they, that did, but I'm just saying, there should be some type of uh, standard with law enforcement to say, hey, no, we can't hire you, man. You're killing people unarmed. Plain and simple. That's what they do with us. If you, like, if you're accused as, as, as stealing at a job or whatever, whatnot, the next company is not going to going to hire you. So don't the same thing should hold true for uh, law enforcement? No, man, you killing people uh, uh, with uh no provocation or you're not following the uh, uh the practices and policies that was that you were given and that you signed that you would follow you killed a, a young boy with a toy gun within three seconds of exiting his vehicle 13 seconds of all of him riding up there seeing the uh uh, uh supposed suspect Jumping out of this car and firing was a total of 13 seconds. But from him initially driving in front of the uh, 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 the uh, young boy playing in the park, jumping out of his car, and boom, firing. No drop the weapon, no, no anything. No nothing. Three seconds. Open the door, jumped out the car, pow, pow, pow. How is it that uh, another um, law enforcement agency would want to hire you? So that tells me that this type of uh, practice, this is what it tells me. I don't know what it tells you. But it tells me that this type of practice is commonplace in all law enforcement uh, um, agencies. Well, maybe not all, but definitely the majority. Definitely the majority. Because he got hired at two other places. After the murder of an innocent young black child. Now, I'm going to let the mayor answer that question. Absolutely agree. And we're working on that. And actually, the Democratic mayors of the big cities of state are working with our Republican governor and attorney general to put in place a statewide database so that jurisdictions from across the state know exactly what they're getting uh, with officers that are applying to, to serve in their communities, what their background and history are, so that those red flags can be raised before they're even brought into communities where they could. Well, I can go along with that right there. I'm cutting them off, ladies and gentlemen, but 
because that's fine for uh for cases that were not a uh, highly profiled. That'd be a very useful tool. But this case was 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 a nationwide uh, high profile case, and protests was going on all over the place. So it's not like that these uh law enforcement agencies didn't know what he had done. So I'm finding a little BS in there because you can't tell me that the two agencies that hired him was not aware of what he did in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not buying it. They're not committed to protecting and serving everyone. Uh, Mayor Andrew uh, Ginther, we certainly appreciate you joining us on the show. Uh, you one of your predecessors, uh, Michael Coleman. Uh, I, know, I know, know him well. He would often be here, and so you're certainly welcome. Uh, to come back to Roland Martin Unfiltered anytime to talk about this case or any other issues. Okay, well, now that we got that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have pretty much spoken my uh, my thoughts on this uh, uh, subject and issue, and uh, and I'm sure that y'all have already, uh, uh, you know, figured out in your mind what you think about uh, these two uh, black unarmed men uh, killed in uh, Columbus, Ohio, as well as uh, uh, this officer that he was talking about who killed Tamir Rice. So uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. And I ask you always at the end of every show, ladies and gentlemen, please to continue to do your social distancing and wearing your outer gear, your glasses, your face masks, your shields, your gloves, your shoes. And uh, uh, if you're outside for any extended amount of time, please be sure to uh, uh, remove them clothes, get the machine washed, get yourself bathed up, showered up, cleaned up, put on some fresh clothes before you decide to uh, unwind and relax in your household as to prevent the spread of this virus. Also, to continue to tell you guys, wash your hands for 20 seconds or more. This is, this is vital. This is crucial to keep your hands clean. And uh, also reduce the further spread of this virus. Actually, I'll continue to take care of your immune system. The number one defense, ladies and gentlemen, against this virus and any other virus that's out there is a strong and healthy immune system that can prevent you from um, getting this virus. Or if you do test positive, can help you fight it off with little to no medication at all. So you have to eat the proper meals. You have to take the proper vitamins. You have to eat the proper vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds and berries and, and, and lemons and garlic and onions and your G-bombs. Don't forget your G-bombs, ladies and gentlemen. One of the best number one uh, um, immune system builders. As long as you're doing this, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you that you will um, greatly reduce the risk of the threat of uh, this virus. You know, I love giving you guys this information. As you know, I love you guys, period. And loving you guys is my food. And Teddy G is hungry each and every single day. Have a safe and a blessed one. Peace.